was good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have a legend with me today, and he like he's really like he's been compared to as like the next Einstein. Um, he's a, he's an he's an art Art Bell legend. He used to go on the Art Bell show, and when he used to go on there, he would light it up. The, his last appearance on Art Bell was 2015, but he's also been on shows like Rex Bear's Leak Project. He's been on Carrie Cassidy's um, Project Camelot, and he's even been on my show where he broke down the Navy UFO uh, pilot disclosure. We talked about that. But today we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. Um, what David is a, a master in is, is like frequency. And I don't completely understand it all. I'm going to get a better understanding of it today. But what he's designed is he's designed these, these wands. It's called a light stream wand and the staff of Moses, he calls it. And he, he developed these coils as well. And I'm going to read, read a little bit more to you about in this bio, where he connects the frequency and he connects to the frequency of other planets and star systems. And he's getting communication. And he did this on the, you know, Art Bell show. And he's doing it now on his channel, which is, you know, David Sarita on YouTube. But let me tell you a little bit about David. David has studied meditation, yoga, vegetarian diet, world religions, ancient history, physics, math, astronomy, alternative zero point energies for over 40 years. He took physics in school to the college level and continued his studies ever since. In school, he presented his physics teacher a time dilation theory, which his teacher admitted he was way beyond anything he had seen since Einstein. In 1990, David began working with MIT physicist Dr. Bogdan Maglich and teamed up with him to promote and fund Maglitz's non-radioactive fusion power technology. David studied fusion power for over 10 years, then Maglitz appointed David Sarita as the director of the Los Angeles-based Tesla Foundation, under which David became a Tesla technology expert. That's right, Tesla technology expert, and spoke in the United States Congress with Maglitz and company on fusion power. Next, Maglitz appointed David as president of High Energy Micro Devices, a new company, U.S. defense contractor, using novel technology to detect buried landmines and find hidden explosives and other contraband. David did all the U.S. military communications about the technology contracts and accounts, including U.S. Customs and the Coast Guard. Now, it, it, this is where it gets into what he's um developed recently and we're going to talk about this in 2009 david was developing the first light stream one which is a means of pulsing real gems through pulsified crystal effect whereby a gem really meant real energy fields proprietary to the crystal and mineral composite for human and living systems healing in 2015 david did a math make a 14 point started coils at seven base seven math and dividing 360 degrees with full circle seven equals 51 point 428 degrees, which is ever so close to the Great Pyramid angle, 51.85 degrees, and closest you can get to dividing a circle to a whole number. Next, David came up with a theory of the Staff of Moses, and in other legends was used an antenna to extend human consciousness, knowing the form of Rio for an antenna is the height of an antenna times four equals a full wavelength and the speed of light divided by its wavelength would be the frequency Moses used to contact and receive from God. If he knew the exact length of the staff of Moses, Isis and Jesus, E.T. all would know the sacred frequency. It took three years for David to study every royal cubit inch formula and find the correct one of the perfect length of the new staff and the frequency of God. And all these staffs and wands and beds that we're going to get into today. And also, by the way, David's studied, like I said, for spirituality for over 40 years. We're going to be getting a little bit into the Gnostic teachings today because I think they're very important. 
And uh, but anyway, his website is davidsarita.co. And I want to welcome to the show, David. Thank you for coming on. How are you? Good, good. That was a lot you found out on me there. <laughs> I, I some of that stuff is goes way back. But thank you for all that. I, I, I thought I, th- I think you've had an amazing career, and uh, I, I I appreciate what you've done. I I watched all, a lot of your videos. I watched the one where you did on Carrie Cassidy, where you showed. Um, this, the Challenger uh, UF shuttle getting blown, blown up possibly by a UFO. I mean, you, you've been right. with some really good stuff over the years. But what, what took you in the direction of developing these wands, coils, and beds? And I'll just say, I saw a video you did where a guy had cancer. And he got one of the beds. And he, it somewhat healed him, right? Or is it, am I oh, yeah. No, it's... See, there... I used to know the physicist. His name is John Goffman. He he's he was a UC Berkeley physicist who was hired by the Department of Energy to do the first thorough human health study on nuclear level radiation. And I was lucky enough to know him before he died because his work was largely blocked by the media, but he found where the natural safety limit to the body and ionizing nuclear level radiation, which is really um, gamma rays, um, uh, beta, alpha, beta, and and gamma rays are your main forms of nuclear radiation. And of course, x-rays as well. And he found that humans started to get cancer at a certain safety level that he set with the Atomic Energy Commission which was headed by Glenn Seaborg in those days. And, and I got to meet Seaborg many times in person and asked him questions also before he died. He was the head of the Atomic Energy Commission under Kennedy, Johnson, and Nixon. So when, when Goffman first presented the safety limit for human exposure to ionizing radiation, Seaborg said, I mean, Americans are exposed to this everywhere through our hospitals, through our nuclear power plants, and and through our laboratories where a lot of you know citizens were working in the military and and that would have explained for the sudden increase in cancer but he said we can't put our safety limit there because we'd have to close down all of our industries so one of the ways humans got cancer is that they started getting exposed to higher and higher levels of nuclear ionizing radiation so one of the strange things that goffman found in the study is certain types of cancers did not survive certain types of radiation. So you have alpha and you have beta. Beta is just pure electron energy and gamma rays are are very, very powerful um, forms of radiation that once, once your DNA, which is in the middle of every one of your cells, gets mutated or damaged, because the cells you know, reproduce asexually, they divide, divide, divide. Once you have a mutated cell, it divides. That's what cancer is. So you, you get this, this mutated cell growth you know, in, invading the body and different parts of the body. And so cancer has been largely incurable. So they introduced nuclear-level radiation therapy, which is what chemotherapy is to cure cancer. And it doesn't cure cancer. Yes, it will kill the cancer temporarily, but it also kills the body. It kills the immune system. And so typically you'll see people, maybe they'll have a quick you know, remission of the cancer and then it just comes and clobbers them. 
But strangely, with the male prostate, nuclear level radiation was very was quite successful, Goffman found. And so that's why probably one of the only types of cancers that chemo is fairly good at treating. And again, the success rate is not better than 30 percent um, is you is, you know, chemo is used to treat that. But what I noticed is what one of the best ways to look at the problem of cancer is to look at really a lack of energy to the cell and the lack of energy to the cell is what causes it to collapse and mutate its, its you know, its, its genetic information. And so if you could feed it energy with without harming it, giving it certain beneficial frequencies, that theoretically you, you might see remission. So most of the people who use my systems, the wands or the beds or the coils, it, it's, they seem to turn around drastically around three months after using my systems. And we've seen it so many times, but legally I can't tell anybody I have a cancer cure because they can get you in a lot of trouble. But I can say that people try it and, you know, according to their doctors and all of their analysis and testing, many of them turn around completely and either, I mean, we've had people live six or seven years longer than the due date the doctors give them. And we've had people, you know, go into remission and it not return, at least, at least not to my knowledge yet. But also it's good to, as an, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth more than, than any, you know, belated cure to a very, very serious illness, right? So it, my systems are designed to keep the energy in the cells alive so that you're, you're really preventing the dis-ease in, in the body before it even happens. So it, you don't necessarily have to be in a critical stage to use, you know, my systems. And then you get into the actual frequencies, you know, why, I mean, some people have this misnomer that all electromagnetic fields are bad. And that's just not true because the earth has a magnetic field all of the nine planets, you know, including the sun, have give off electromagnetic radiation. The stars give off electromagnetic radiation. In fact, the rocks on the planet are giving off electromagnetic radiation. And so everything, there's a difference between a natural harmonious radiation frequency bands and disharmonious destructive bands. And a lot of what's happening now is with the arrival the advent of all these hundreds of thousands of microwave towers, you know, telecommunicating with our cell phones and the internet, humans are exposed to so much radiation today, far more than the original John Goffman safety limit by far. So there are microwaves are very dense radio waves and they're, they're generated in what's called a magnetron box and they're, so on a, a regular radio wave at a given frequency is much softer on the body when it passes through the body. So when we were listening to AM and FM radio, amplitude and frequency modulated radio, we were basically in, in pretty much a safe radiation zone. But when we introduce microwave towers to our environment, they're much more dense and they, they fire up frequencies like a cannon. And these frequencies like bullets just penetrate the body with such force that many people are 
you're seeing an increase in mental illness and you're seeing an increase in, in nervous system disorders. You're seeing a massive increase in suicides and fentanyl. Fentanyl is really suicide. It gets put in a different category. But last year, the reported data is between regular suicides around 50,000 and fentanyl around 100,000 deaths. You lost 150,000 people, mostly under the age of 50, right? Mostly. So very rarely an elderly person who is getting Medicare is going to take their life. It doesn't, it usually, the suicides are happening in the high stress category where people are reaching burnout because they're working so hard and they're not getting the American dream you know, and the world dream as their reward for their hard work. And they're not even able to maintain families properly. So you also have 200,000 children entering foster care in America every single year, let alone the rest of the world, because families are breaking down. And a lot of that breaking down is, is due to the disharmonic field pollution from the obsessive amount of microwave towers and now 5G towers. With 5G towers, which is fifth generation, the frequency of the microwave increases over 4G and 3G, but there's more little repeater antennas placed around the city and the community. So the the radiation is more evenly distributed. So you can hardly escape it. If you live in a city, even if you don't have a cell phone, you're still getting hit with it. So what my systems are designed to do, I study what are known as harmonic natural frequencies. So the frequencies of sacred temples, the frequencies of the sun, the earth, and the planets, the frequencies in nature that cause plants to grow and, and, and sustain and, and also I study multiple ancient and, and modern music scales so I can see where the harmonies in the universe are. And I study sacred geometry and what, what are the frequencies that build geometries from hexagons to you know pentagons to heptagons to nonagons and tetrahedrons. And what are the frequencies that build those structures? Because harmonic structures and harmonic structuring if you're being bombarded by frequencies that are destructing the, the literally the structure of, of physiology and mind, then you're going to start breaking down. And some people break down sooner than others. They're more sensitive types. They, they especially a lot of people who are on vegetarian and plant-based diets are going to be much more sweet and gentle in their nervous systems and they're not going to be able to handle a lot of the incoming disharmonic radiation right oh hang hang on a second that's all right i just yeah i just have to continue so that okay so the idea of understanding that it's not radiation that's harmful because the sun radiates the moon actually radiates and um the the nine planets are radiating right so when mercury goes retrograde mercury is is just a tad under 20 it's 20 hertz basically and that which is the beginning of cognitive human hearing hence it's called the messenger planet so so the wavelength of mercury at 20 hertz at its equator is a communication the beginning of very gentle because 20 hertz is the bottom of human cognitive hearing 
it's it's the beginning of 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 how we receive very gentle nice messages but now we're messaging each other like crazy all day but it's it's we're getting hit by hard very dense frequencies all day so my my frequency designs and i have hundreds of them i have royal cubit frequencies which are which are the frequencies of the measurement of the god of the bible and in fact a lot of my new frequencies are literally biblical like if you go to okay so you go to uh, mark 6 in the bible 1 through 8 and this is this is amazing because this is where jesus is about to disperse the the apostles and he's telling them you have to have your staff with you no 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 money no bread no 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 bag no backpack just your staff so he's what he's doing is he's setting a standard that you have to have the staff in your hands before you go out and heal people and call upon the holy spirit and it begins with in six one then he went out from there and he came to his own country and his disciples followed him and when the sabbath came he began to teach in the synagogue which is actually the synagogue is the temple which is where the holy of holies is and many hearing him were astonished saying where did this man get these things things would mean actually the staff that he has in his hand and his disciples would have in his hand and you'll see that in a minute and what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands. Is this not a carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters with us? So Jesus had sisters, by the way. It's right here. No, Nobody noticed this because... No, wait, wait, I have a question. Is this from the, the regular teach? Is this from the regular canon? Or yeah, this is from the regular Gnostic? canon. This is not Gnostic. This is Mark. You know? and, and then my next question would be, like, who do you think, how do you think Jesus got, I know you're, you think differently of Jesus than the, the way, I'll just tell people, David thinks the, of Jesus the Gnostic way, not the Roman Catholic way, because the Roman Catholics, as we know, distorted the teachings of Jesus. So I've been watching G, David's Gnostic <clears throat> teachings, and I have a whole new way of looking at Jesus, like, as, a, as an ascended master, and possibly, you know, uh, and D- David will talk more about this, but how do you think he got these staffs? Like, do you think he made them or do you think? Oh, no, the staff is legend. And of course, Jesus is, Joseph was an architect and a carpenter, his father, right? So he was a master builder. So, so the staff is legend. It goes all the way back to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And every single prophet had their staff. Elijah had his staff. Abraham had his staff. Moses had his staff. Every prophet has the staff. And in the books of Moses, God says to Moses to put a copper fiery serpent on a pole. Now, that's the language of symbols. You wouldn't put an actual snake on a pole. He's going to bite you. So when, when Tesla invented radio, all he did is take copper wire and coil it on a pole and that was the beginning of radio. That was the that was the first radio was 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 a simple copper inductive coil. Now, what the Book of Moses tells us is the is also that the the staff, which was a copper or brass, which is copper and tin coil on a pole, 
I mean, I remember when I was a kid growing up in Berkeley, California, and, and I remember making my first radio. You took the copper wire, you wrapped it around the toilet paper roll, and you connected a silver diode and an earbud and a battery. And you had this little rod that you moved up and down the coil, and you're listening to AM radio bands, right? So I could, I mean, what God was telling the, the prophet Moses to do was to basically put a radio tuner on a pole and the pole had to be a proper length because an antenna, a monopole antenna, the height of the antenna, it, it will emit a wavelength four times the height. So four times the height is a square, right? Because there's four sides in a square. So if I take the height of my staff as a monopole antenna, I can draw times four, I can draw a square. So electromagnetism, it, it works within the law of square, of an actual square. Hence, Einstein said, energy is equal to mass times the speed of light squared, right? And squared tells us, you know, whatever unit of measure on, on the one side of a square times itself will tell us how many little squares fit in the big square. So, so that's why it's called the root of the square. But What's interesting here is the Bible tells us also how long the staff is because the staff of Aaron lay in the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is two and a half cubits. Now, if you know, if you understand how antennas work, now listen, because listen to what it says here in Mark 6, 8. The apostles all have to have their staff. And that means when you hold it, it tunes your nervous system because your spine is calcium, which is a which is a metal. It's a white metal. And your, your spine is also collagen and trace minerals. But basically, your spine is conductive because of the calcium metal, right? So therefore, when you touch um, a, a, an antenna, you're now part of that frequency. Because the way you calculate a frequency is you take, let's take, I take the speed of light in inches divided by my wavelength in inches equals frequency, F, right? So your, your wavelength is four times the height of your pole on a monopole antenna and two times on a dipole antenna. But a staff is working as a monopole. So it says right here, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and among his own relatives and in his own house. So he's calling his sisters and brothers his own relatives, which means he had sisters. Now, he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. Now, this is the part where he sends out the 12. And he called to the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. He commanded them to take nothing for their journey except the staff, no bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts. So what he's saying is he's putting absolute importance on the staff to keep them tuned to the healing frequency. And again, when you walk with your pole, which is calibrated exactly at two and a half cubits, but you have to have the right cubit. And I went into Cubit Wars for three years to <clears throat> mathematically determine the most perfect cubit that resolves Noah's Ark and actually resolves the height of the Great Pyramid of Egypt to perfection because they found the remains. When, they, when Wyatt's crew 
Ron White's crew found the remains of Noah's Ark on Mount Ararat. It was too long for the cubit that was accepted by archaeologists, and therefore they thought this couldn't be Noah's Ark. How stupid of them, because their cubit was wrong. It was absolutely wrong. And if you don't have the right cubit, the height of your staff will be wrong, and therefore the frequency proportional to that would be wrong as well. So I had to find the right cubit. And when we did it, and we and we and we started making these staffs in Sedona, Arizona with my jewelers. And then I realized that the Ark of the Covenant, which is where the staffs were kept, was was a power source. And that these coils that God told Moses to to build onto the pole, onto the staffs, had to be had to be um absolute harmonic now you'll notice that mark 6 1 through 8 is the golden ratio right because mark 6 1 8 is the golden ratio and which is 1 to 1.618 and actually when you use the right cubit you'll see that the length of noah's arc in inches is golden ratio number 61803 in inches so if you go to Let's see, God said to, I'll tell you where this is written because it's really important. God said to Moses, put a brass serpent on a pole. Okay, so this is Numbers 21.8 is where it's written. And it's amazing when you read all the the different interpretations from the different translations. Some just say a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and others say a fiery brass serpent on a pole. And if you take out the brass, then you're left with one mystery and what it is. Um, but it, it's a it's a serpent of bronze, which is which is copper mainly. Yeah. And and again, that's how radio frequencies were born by you know taking. I mean, this is pure gold wire here, but you you. You, you make a coil, and then when you run your charge through it, your electrical charge, you're generating radio waves. So this would be an early radio wave tuner. But again, this is the language of symbols. I mean, we, we think we take everything literally in the Bible, and yet most of it is, is the language of symbols, right? I have so a question. You, um, yeah. It, it, on, on you're communicating also not you know not only do you have the frequency of god but you have all these frequencies of other plants i remember on the art bell show you you played different tones actually on that show that you had one was for say jupiter for example and you had tuned into the frequency of jupiter now you use those in combination with the staff or wand correct to try no, the, to- the wand is different so the wands work on See, the, the human brain waves, the delta part of the brain is zero point something to four or five hertz. And, and then the next brain wave is the theta part of the brain. And which is, you know, I don't have the chart in front of me, but your brain wave categories, which is delta, theta, alpha, beta, gamma, super gamma, all the nine spheres in the solar system, including the sun, correspond to one of those brainwave states, which are very low frequencies. And these, these low frequencies are, are where the body part of, of, 
human health operates at, right? And so then if you remove frequency and you remove electromagnetism, EMF, the body will die. And basically part of what's, there's two things. Remember, there's unnatural disharmonic frequencies that we're exposed to that are causing cancer and causing nervous system disorders, including mental illness and increased suicide because the increased suicide comes from the, the collapse of the nervous system and the nervous system collapses when it's, it's not in harmony. It's not in harmony. It's not smooth and velvety. It's, it's all jagged and rough. And basically the energy fields because they're discordant, the, the, the nervous system starts to collapse and the, and the person starts to feel a life threatening situation and they, they, they can turn to drugs and alcohol and they can, they, they just work their way through and eventually you, you get those suicide numbers. So when you think of losing 150,000 people in a year who are young, who are in, who are in the supply chain somewhere, you're losing an enormous amount of people. Like it's enormous, right? Whereas with COVID, you're mainly losing people who are at life's end. I mean, People's natural time to die, depending on the person, can be anywhere from late 50s to 80s, although most of the COVID death is above 75, almost all of it. Like, that's the huge chunk of it. So, but this is different. Your suicides, actually, they, the media stated that over 68% of them were under the age of 40 on your, on your fentanyl. Wow. Right? And, Fentanyl deaths, in the, and that's just America alone, was 100,000 last year. So 68,000 of those are under 40, approximately. And, and there's many people who think the real number is even higher than 100,000. And that's because there's other complications in the way the deaths are getting, you know, categorized. Because the person had other health issues, and they, they, they had fentanyl in them and they died, but they don't necessarily put it in the fentanyl category. So you're, you're losing an enormous amount of, of strong working class people to this crisis. And yet nobody is taking this seriously, but I am. I'm taking it very seriously. And the people who are interested in being in control of the frequencies in their environment understand Frequency has a greater impact on the human state of mind and consciousness than anything, than anything. It, it, it determines so much of how you feel. And if you, for people who don't believe this, what I tell them is, listen to a song. And, and how does that song make you feel? Does it make you feel an emotion? Sometimes it'll, if it's a really, really good song that you really like, it'll send like tingles up into your brain. You know, like right. and those are frequencies, right? And those are frequencies that are built out of the music scale, which is a harmony. Now, if I send you some really crazy, I could send you some really crazy music that's totally out of tune, and you won't even want to listen to it. Like like somebody who's learning how to play an instrument and is out of tune, and their their freaking guitar is out of tune. And and if you listen to that all day, you might want to end your life. <laughs> That's basically what we're listening to. The frequencies going through the microwave towers are like bad music. They're not harmonies at all. 
they don't even care what the frequency is going to do to to the nervous system they don't even do studies all they care is how much data they can cram on those bands and sell you your phone and your computer so the 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 collapse of the nervous system comes in tandem with the arrival of the microwave towers and so does the adverse weather now people are blaming the adverse weather on global warming but it's way more complex than that because you can show on a graph as the microwave towers are increasing 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 so does the discordant weather pattern so is the disruption of the natural weather patterns and that's because microwaves are powerful they're they're, they're energy that can move you know hydrogen and oxygen and water and cloud around very easily they can it's no problem for them to move something like that around so once you disturb natural weather patterns then your weather patterns get distorted and then the the deposition of water and moisture and wind and drought you know can move into areas that it wasn't normally residing in and so you get you get all kinds of problems there and and again they're in total denial of this right because mainstream science look i worked in the mainstream science community with maglich for over 20 years and and i can tell you how stubborn that community is there is no consensus in that community at all there's none it it is a mess and it's really whose scientist is in the most powerful position may not be the best scientist but they're the ones that make all the decisions and determine where the money goes and and it's it's good to reduce your greenhouse gases it's good to have a sustainable form of transportation that doesn't put neurotoxins into the air for us to breathe i'm all for electric cars but i'm just telling you that what's what's disrupting the weather is there there is some activity from the global warming but it's not as intense as the microwaves they're they're much more intense the really bad weather started showing up when the microwave towers exploded wow and then they just just sort of kept like putting them up like uh and and they're they're trying to push like this 5g down like um, and and like people are just kind of nonchalant about it they just want like the fastest technology like you said like it's very weird like i know for example i just like when, when we were talking i just turned off my phone because like i try to keep my phone i have 4g right now i haven't upgraded to 5g yet and i don't want to i want to just stay at 4g because like i i don't you know a lot of times i i have to have my phone on at me at work because like you know, and, and uh, I don't want to, I, 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 I get nervous about keeping it on me turned on because like, you know, I don't want to want that radiation to, you know, like, but um, so I, I'm always turning it on and off. And, you know, it's, it's just like a big, uh, I, I, I know I don't want anything to do with that 5G, like, you know, like, but I, I know we're probably all eventually going to um, have it. So I, I mean, like I've, I've used. Well, other- eventually we'll pass fifth generation. Eventually will probably learn how to run the internet on ultra high frequency. See, when you get to your colors, I actually took the peaks of all the nine colors, right? So this is again in the gospel of Philip, where Jesus said to throw 72 colors into a vat, which is a dying vat, and they all came out white, right? So white light contains 
there's nine primary colors times eight musical octaves of 72. So what Jesus is speaking is the, the language of music, that there's the frequencies of the nine colors. So I decided to calculate all the frequencies. I took my nine colors, red, orange, yellow, lemon, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Um, when you take your nine colors times eight octaves, you get 72. But I went to the top of all the color bands and I divided it by a musical octave, which is dividing by two. And when I came down to the frequency bands of the brain, all the way down to the, to the beginning of human consciousness, which is between, between de, um, delta and theta, I had a total of 432 frequencies among eight octaves of color. And then I could look on this chart. This is really amazing. The, the, the color of the frequency of Earth, the Tesla Schumann resonance is 7.83 hertz. It's green. That's a green octave, which explains why the grass is green, the trees are green, the base color of all plant life is green. And that's because Earth is a green octave. I went, oh my God, there's so much data here in the frequencies of all the colors. And I have these, these all the color frequencies which can cure almost any illness in the body are all on my, on my website. When people buy a coil or a bed system or a wand, they, they get, they get those with all, you know, I have hundreds of frequency libraries on, on my website, but when people get my devices, they work with these. But the point is that if we, if we get to the point that we can run the internet, on real color bands, then essentially we will no longer harm the human organism at all. So we need to go past the, the you know, 20, 30 gigahertz, which is, we need to go all the way to trillions of hertz. And, and most of your colors are up around in the half a trillion hertz range. So we're a long ways from being able to do that. We don't know how to do that yet. We don't know how to put data on a real light wave, but it has to be on a harmonic. It can't just be in any abject meaningless high frequency number. And there are several ways to look at harmonics. Like I can take a music scale and I can multiply my octaves until like for the musical note A. So let's say I'm gonna do A432 and I'm gonna, I'll do this on my calculator right now. So I'll take my A note, which is 432 times two because an octave is times two one two three four five six seven eight nine ten at ten octaves i'm at 442.368 kilohertz so that's not very high um keep going i'm just going to keep going until now i'm at seven million and 77 kilohertz so that's not very high 56 million 113 so that's 113 megahertz it's not high enough so now I'm at um, one, two, I'm at 3.6 gigahertz. So there are some cell providers that are, that are working in that spectrum. 7.2, now I'm at 14 gigahertz. Now I'm at 28 gigahertz. So 5G doesn't even reach 28 gigahertz. So right now for the A note, I'm at, I'm at a harmonic of A which is 28.9910292248 gigahertz. That's a high A note that you could run the internet on and it probably wouldn't hurt anything, but they won't do this. 
I can go higher, 57 gigahertz, 115 gigahertz, right? I keep going and I keep going and I keep going until I'm in the trillion band. So right now the A note is at 7.4 trillion hertz. That's not high enough because I'm not at a color yet. 29, 59, 118, 230, right there. There I am. I'm now at a color for the A note. <laughs> 474.9 trillion hertz. So, so when, when, and those are the peaks of the color waves coming off of our sun. And I could technically harmonize everybody's nervous systems if, if Elon Musk was willing to talk to me about this or somebody in high telecommunications and understood the difference between a harmony and a disharmony. But a harmony usually needs two or more notes together that are in harmony with each other. So I could create a musical arrangement of all the different cell providers out there so that every single one of them in proportion to each other are all producing a harmony. And now that may be a trillion hertz harmony, but it's a harmony and, and nothing will be harmed by it. In fact, you might even see, we might even benefit human life. So remember, everything is photosynthesis. Plants build themselves and human humans are photosynthetic. That's why we wake up in the morning when the sun comes up. We sleep at night when there's no photosynthesis. That's when the brain slows down, wants to go to sleep. Okay, so we live on electromagnetism is what I'm saying, but it has to be harmonic. So, you know, on my website at davidsradio.co, my company is everything is about, you know, having all of your choices of all your frequencies on an iPad and saying, this is the frequency I want to be around today. Instead of the, some people say to me, oh, I don't want any EMF. I'm like, what do you mean? You'd be dead. If there was no EMF, you would be dead. You can't live without EMF. You you won't be alive. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like, what about like small? I mean, like, what about like thing, other things? They've, they've I mean, like, I, I be like, I want to try your products. Obviously, I think they're awesome. But like, I've been, I just want to get your opinion. I've been experimenting. Like, someone, I had a, a subscriber of the show send me Orgone because, like, you know, she's she's a really nice lady, you know, and her products are good. And then I've experimented with C60. Like, do you think these can be used in conjunction with your products? Well, of course they can be used in conjunction. I mean, our argon is, is really just, they're little coils of shavings of metal that are trapped, you know, in, in a resin. And, and basically they, they just capture energy. They're just capturing energy because they're little coils, right? Like that's yeah. what you see. And, and a coil will receive frequencies, but that they'll absorb a little bit of the radiation, but it's, it's not going to do that much. Okay. You, you really can't. And I looked at blocking, like I know how to block radiation effectively. It's not that hard to do, but there it's more about creating a harmony because if you block all, when you block radiation, you block all of it. And if you block all of it, you're going to get really weak and your, your cells are going to get no energy and you're going to slowly start dying because if you live in a radiation black box, you're basically dead because you're going to block your cosmic rays. You're going to block your solar radiation. 
you're going to block everything. So the idea of blocking is not very smart because you, you need those cosmic rays at nighttime. Now, if I create a wave block you, and you're going to block everything, it, believe me, a, a blocker doesn't differentiate between what's a natural beneficial radiation and a natural one. It just blocks everything. So you have to be careful with blocking because we're living on it. Okay. We're living on it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, this this is amazing because I'm I I, I had a my, a my dad died of cancer when I was 21, and oh, I've had other people who who've who've had it, and like it's just like a it's a I, I it's, I'm trying to I'm lost for words, but it's just a plague. It's it's a plague. Of its How own. old was your dad when when it happened? He was 51. I was 21. And I, oh my god he's way too young oh my god yeah he had prostate cancer but what his thing was he didn't go to the hospital he I needed it so and he also was in vietnam so they think they could have like they, they, oh yeah that could have been agent orange yeah that agent orange could have had something to do with it so but me i i take like beta glucans you know i take uh you know because beta glucans are supposedly uh so i'd probably be like right in line with your products like i already got my prostate checked i'm 41 i already got my prostate checked this year so i'm good on that but i take beta glucans to try to prevent cancer i take uh, uh what is it called um i have it right here i take lycopene for prostate and to prevent cancer i take uh salt palmetto to try to help my prostate yep. um i and and i i i so i'd probably be number one interested in your products but i also want to show it to my subscribers because i think some cancer is something a lot of our families have to deal with and a lot of people are in a lot of pain because they lose their relatives to it and it's like if we can find a way to at least control it more and make it like how they made aids a livable disease you know like that's how i'd like to see cancer like maybe make it like with people with aids like i heard that i'm not i don't do much research on it but i've heard that like people are able to live a normal life with aids now you know what i mean so is there is there a possibility that we could ever make well cancer is just like a deterioration of the dna so that it could never it could never make your dna gets it gets mutated and there again it can be chemically mutated it can be mutated through you know harmful radiation or disharmonic radiation some some mutations are beneficial meaning they i mean that's the whole thesis behind x-men right you can you can mutate human sperm and some of the mutations can could possibly in the future give somebody superpowers and some of the mutations could kill them right so mutation is change it it, but when you damage dna it, it that's real cancer it's it's not even mutated for for any purpose other than to completely mangle it and and when you when dna is mutated it doesn't it doesn't tend to self-repair very easily so again a lot of the ways even a mutation can happen if you cut off the energy supply to the cell and your power plant to the cell is the mitochondria, but the mitochondria need impetus. They need energy in the form of electromagnetism. And, and when you get natural electromagnetism from the sun, like even when they were putting this whole propaganda out there, that it wasn't good for us to lie on the beach anymore because you can get skin cancer, right? Because the ozone layer was thinning. And when you were in certain 
regions of the planet, the ozone was thinner than other regions. And it wasn't thinner so much in Canada and Europe. It was more around the equator. And then if you spend too much time in the sun, you're going to get cancer. So everybody stayed out of the sun, but that's not good for you. You need that sunlight. And in fact, you need the ultraviolet light. We get most of our ultraviolet light through the eyes. And we get some of it through the skin. But that's how we build our we, we build our vitamin D, right? So then people had to start taking vitamin D supplementary because they're worried about getting skin cancer. I mean, and then AIDS came along and they told us, I mean, I, I grew up in the middle of AIDS and when you, you couldn't have sex because you might die. And they put that fear in everybody. And then that created a whole industry. And then it also caused, it was part of the beginning of a huge reduction in childbirth because right now, childbirth and all over the world is is below standard like we're below replacement right so america's below replacement canada's below replacement and some of that is is purely economic the reason why people decided not to have children is simply financially impossible so you got that and and that 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 creates a stress actually to not have children is a stress it, it is because they give you so much energy and then you've got you know, you've got the, 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 the current, you know, terror and fear over this pandemic. And if you look at the, the real numbers on John Hopkins, and most of the people are dying of pneumonia, the, the, it's not higher than background. So background in 2018 was 2.56 million per year. John Hopkins toll right now is not much higher than that worldwide, even though a lot of those deaths are in America. The um, um, the sad thing is 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 the fear has done more damage psychologically than anything. Yeah, yeah, because John Hopkins is like you know it's like people are, are becoming more like Amazon's becoming a boom in business because people are afraid to leave their house, and that's just not. I, me, I work with the public, so I don't have a choice. Like I, you know, like besides doing the podcast, I have a job where I work with the public and I find it, honestly, I find it, I have, I'm happy to do it. Like I, I like getting out. I like being around the people and I like talking to people. Yeah. I wear a mask. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm not, you know, because like, just in case, because my mother had COVID and she's older though. I mean, she's not older. She's like 68, but she almost died, but like she made it through and she had COVID and pneumonia and she, she was a, she was a trooper. She, she, she battled through, but still, I don't know if I can get it that bad because I vape, which is horrible. You know, I shouldn't do that. I, you know, like, and I'm, I'm well right now. Okay. Right now your COVID death toll, and this is over two years because we're, we're, we're in year three now of COVID. But the death toll worldwide is 5.538 million. That, that's 2.7 million deaths per year. And normal pneumonia is 2.56 million. So we're barely above background worldwide. Because again, if you look on the CDC, most of those deaths are pneumonia. Only a small fraction actually die of just COVID with no pneumonia. Yeah. So, your 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 death toll right now worldwide is, is not is barely higher than background. It's just where the deaths are distributed, again, is mostly in the age groups where people are going to die anyway. And you do always lose a certain amount of people 
you learn, lose a certain amount of children. Like for example, in Canada, in, in the two point, maybe one years of COVID, we've lost 11 children, 11. <laughs> That's lower than background pneumonia actually for children in Canada. So w- why is that a problem? I don't know. Again, the, the fear we, of we this. Hear about what, uh, what um, that guy did, and I might have to edit this part out because, you know, YouTube's crazy about COVID stuff, but I, I just want to get your opinion since we're talking about COVID. Did you hear what happened with that Cuomo guy? And a lot of um, the, the people are, are in, a, in a tish about, like, what happened. Like, he supposedly sent, he was, he's like the mayor of New York or governor or something. And I, I just heard it on a, a podcast, Conspiracy Social Club. I listened to it. It's two comedians, and they, they, they talk about conspiracies. But, like, uh, they were talking about that Cuomo sent, like, not only did he send COVID-positive uh, elderly people, but COVID-positive young people to nursing to nursing homes and so he sent young people there as well and they all died or something or, or like you know like so, some weird number died whereas trump had sent him ships to use he sent him like you know like hospital ships that he could have used but they thought that maybe if they sent all these people to a nursing home they could flatten the curve and it didn't work out that way and i don't know like the people are looking at him did, did you hear about this or no no, but if right now, if I take your total number of cases worldwide, yeah, 327.692 million divided by the number of deaths, 5,538,922, your ratio of cases to death is one to 60, basically. And that's of cases to death, right? Yeah. So, but but if there's only 327 million cases in the world among nearly eight, you know, 7.7 billion people, then you you don't you don't have there's there's not there's not a huge crisis. It's not, yeah, it's not as bad as what everybody's saying. It's I nowhere agree. near as bad. These are the real numbers. I mean, John. I mean, I can look at each country, and then you have to break down the age range and the pre-existing health conditions of the people who were dying. And you'll see, I've looked at real charts in America and Canada, Europe, it's mostly an elderly person's disease. It does not seem to affect children. The point is, why are we so afraid? Like, I'm not arguing, you want to get a vaccine, get a vaccine. I, I don't feel any need to get a vaccine myself. Um, you know, I've gotten the first and second one naturally, and so have my kids, and you just get over it. It's not, it didn't affect us very bad at all. But let's say it's just the fear part of it. Like, live your life. Don't buy into, oh my God, we're all going to die. Because so far, there's hardly anybody that's died. In If I take away the age range where people die out of my total, and I look at what's left, then you, you you see there's no real serious crisis here. And the numbers pre-vaccine of deaths, before there was a single vaccine, were there's really no improvement since they introduced the vaccine. The, the number of deaths just seemed to be going on again in that major category. There's no reason to fear at this point that I can see. I can't look at these numbers and say, you have to understand, smallpox in the early days killed one in three. Oh, yeah. One in three. 
TB in the beginning killed one in two. My God, TB kills two point over two million people a year today. Today, and this is somewhere around two point six, two point seven million per year. COVID. Yeah, but you you've got to take your background world pneumonia out of that first. And then you're looking at real increased death. I mean, the media doesn't do this. They don't show you the numbers, the age. They just show you how many people are dying, but they don't tell you that that guy's, you know, 87 years old who just died or 78, right? My mom died at 78 before COVID even came along of pneumonia in, in, um, in California. You know, my mom was a lawyer. Well, that's when you can die um, of, of a number of things. Yeah. So that's where I don't see yet any evidence of, of mass death from this thing. Yeah, okay. I agree. I agree. Not at all. Can we talk a little bit? I know we don't have we don't have much time. I, we've been going about an hour, but I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about the Gnostic teachings. Or did you still did you want to finish up? Or would you have more stuff to talk about about the wands and um, because I was wondering, like, how does somebody know, before we get into the Gnostic teachings, how does somebody know to get a staff, a wand, a bed would all be, they're all for healing, right? How, what's- well, they're, they're, they're not only for, see, healing is consciousness. Remember, you know, in Jesus, Mark 6, 1 through 8, he's telling the apostles that you're going to be healing people with your hands, and that by holding a staff, your nervous system is going to tune to the healing frequency. And that because we can transfer energy to another person, if we're calibrated at the healing frequency based on that monopole staff frequency, and we train at that frequency, then we're going to attune to the healing frequency. So the, the purpose of the staff is very, very clear. Also, you know, in the book of Moses, it, it clearly states that if you if you get bit and you look upon the staff, you'll live. Meaning, if you're bit by a disease, if you're bitten by something that's poisoning you, you look upon the staff and you'll live. Meaning, it's it's the life giving frequency that comes off of the staff. So the staff is for people who are who are really serious about you know going to a really high frequency level in their nervous system that is attuned to a very religious, actually, spiritual frequency. And, and the bed systems are, are really good to just lay down and treat the whole body. I find it very relaxing. I've seen it put people into deep sleep because they're, they're very stressed out people and they really need to rest and they just go right to sleep. And they feel incredible when they, when they get up. Plus, you know, we've seen people turn their, their life around from many illnesses with the beds and the wands. The wands and the beds are both incredibly effective that way. And my coil systems are really for, for vibrating the whole house or business or office building and recalibrating those frequencies. So that's amazing. That's, that's amazing. I, I, and I, I and uh, I, 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 it's right. I dig it because it's like I said, it's right in line with what I'm trying to do in my life. Like I'm trying to, go to higher frequencies and like i think a lot of my subscribers are too so it's it's definitely um this is right up my alley and it's right up my fans out and subscribers whatever you want to call them is alley like it's 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 so cool i it really is um i just have a couple questions i want to ask you about the gnostic because i've been watching your gnostic teachings and i really 
I really like it. You know, I, 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 I liked how you differentiate between like what the Catholic Church's version of Jesus was that they kind of manipulated his teachings and used it. But then there's like these Gnostic teachings that showed Jesus in a complete different way. And I'm, I don't really, I'm not really religious. I'm not, I'm not any religion right now. I'm just more spiritual. You know, I would call myself spiritual, but um, you know, what turns you on to these? I mean, I know you've studied like ancient religions and world religion for 40 years, but what turns you on specifically to the Gnostic teachings? And what, what, what was, what did you dig about those that like really got you in, you know, like, what did you see in them? Like kind of, I guess what I'm trying to say. Well, imagine you go to court and the judge says, you know, this Jesus guy, because that's what happened. He went before Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. And I'm only going to let Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John speak. And I'm going to let Paul, who never walked with Jesus, but had a vision of him speak. And in, in the books of, of Acts, I'm going to give little snippets of the other apostles. But meanwhile, there's a whole book of Philip. There's a whole book of Thomas. There's multiple books on Philip and Thomas. And so imagine I'm a judge and I omit two thirds of the closest people to Christ and say they're not allowed to share their testimony with you. That's what the Romans did. Because when you understand the history of the Roman Empire and what caused its collapse, this enormous empire that stretched all the way into regions of what is now Turkey and, and you know Gaul, which is England, it, it, this whole region was governed by the Romans in the Latin religion, I mean, the Latin language. And so... Why did Christianity topple this entire empire? Because of the words of this one man. And what the Romans did is they said, we need to control the religion if we're going to control our people within this empire, because they're all switching religions on us. They don't want to worship the Roman gods and the Greek gods anymore. They they want to worship the, the new god that has come out of the, the lineage of the prophets. And so to remove, just by the very act of them removing the testimony made me curious to read it. When, when a lot of the Gnostic Gospels were found in 1945 in the sands of Nag Hammadi, Egypt, which is, which is a region in the lower Nile Valley, um, that were found in clay jars, I just couldn't wait to get my hands on them to read with these other apostles who were, you know, excluded from the testimony, what they had to say. And when you read it, you you just get this whole other story that Jesus really was close to his female disciples and that there was a greater vision of, of Christianity that was more male, female balanced than this apparent all male hierarchy. And, and, and when also when I saw, the corruption of the of the of the churches and actually the the pedophilia and the corruption in the christian churches is according to the insurance company documents which is you know the ones who deal with the lawsuits against the church they have just as many sexual abuse cases as the catholics do actually so i really wanted to know how that all fell apart like how did this 
this pure morale collapse into such a great corruption? And I think the answer is in the Gnostic. I mean, in, when you say Gnostic, Gnostic just means a Gnostic Christian wants direct knowledge and knowing rather than adhering to a belief structure. It's a very controlled structure. Again, they omitted almost all the apostles. They were all omitted. You didn't let Mary Magdalene speak. You didn't let the mother speak. You didn't let, Jesus had seven close women. You didn't let Philip speak. You didn't let, um, um, you didn't let Judas speak, actually. You didn't, you didn't let Thomas speak. Um, you didn't let James. There's no gospel of James. <laughs> you didn't let anybody. You, you omitted everybody. So, so what, what, what were you afraid of? Yeah. Why did you omit the closest people to Jesus who were his anointed followers? Because Jesus in the canonized scripture had 72 disciples, 12 apostles. Apostles are anointed directly by Christ. And disciples are close followers that are basically baptized by the apostles. And then another thing that always concerned me is why didn't John the Baptist become a Christian? And even though when he sees Jesus, he recognizes that he's far greater than him. And why didn't he follow him? And I wanted those answers. And, and the Gnostic scripture gives you a much more complete picture. And it also shows you the women. It also shows you that Christ had a family bloodline. Remember, in Mark 6, 1 through 8, which is canonized scripture, it's in the Bible. It says he had sisters, that's plural, and they were relatives. So he's not speaking like sisters, like nuns. <laughs> he's he's speaking sisters, relatives. And he had a wife, right? Like he, he was married. Yeah, there's no question that Mary Magdalene was his wife. There's that's no... amazing. Because that means that there was probably, like you said, a bloodline, which that, that interests me so much. I'd love to know where that bloodline went. And I talked to actually... Michael Lee Hill, and I know you you did a video with him or something. He told me back in the day you guys collaborated on some UFO stuff, but um, he put together that like it, that the bloodline of Jesus was possibly like Hapla Two X, and that they migrated with the Native Americans, and it had something to do with the Anunnaki, or I, I can't remember how he explains it. Not if I just butchered what he said, I'm so sorry, Michael, if he's watching this, if he ever watches this. But I mean, like he has a theory, and it's interesting, like it's um do you know about do you ever did you ever do you know what he's talking about or is that similar well i read the book blood blood wine which is what inspired um dan brown to do the da vinci code and you know the blood wine of christ and magdalene i mean what happens is in the gospel of philip is jesus says the perfect ones can conceive life in the womb by a kiss and then he kisses mary magdalene on the lips and so therefore he's giving her a child, but he doesn't have to have intercourse with her. He, he, what he's saying in the scriptures, he can give her a baby just by kissing her. So that means that she carried their children and they would have been married. And, and G, again, Jesus isn't, you know, I mean, he's, I had visions of Christ that started in 1994 I mean, he, he's so immensely powerful. There's really nobody like him that has ever visited the earth. There's nobody like him at all. When, 
when you read your Gnostic scriptures, like the Acts of John, for example, which were banned by Pope Leo the Great, Jesus could, he could become holographic. So the, the John leans up against him and puts his arm right through him, like he's not even there. But he's there, but he's, he's not physical. And that was before the crucifixion. So Jesus also said in the Gospel of Philip that you attain the resurrection before you die, and this work is done in the Holy of Holies. And Christianity removed the Holy of Holies completely, which was an ancient Jewish temple where the Ark of the Covenant and the staffs, the 12 staffs for the 12 tribes were kept. So there's a lot missing in, in, in Christianity. And I, I spent over 20 years studying and rereading and reading the Gnostic scripture to find out what is the answer? What's the origin of the human being? which is really well described in the what's called the secret book of John, you know, the, the apocryphon of John and tells the story of like, why aren't these bodies perfect bodies if they were created by God? And what Jesus says in the secret book of John is why are these bodies so prone to disease and death and little tiny virus scares the crap out of entire civilization. Like, why are they so wimpy? Why, how come they don't live very long? How come it's so easy for them to get sick and die? Well, obviously not the work of the Supreme Creator, like we were led to believe. But when you read the when you read the Acts of John, no, sorry, the, the Apocryphon of John, um, you see the answer that this physical body was not the work of the superior supreme God. It, it's the work of a lowercase God who then basically wanted to make us subjects to a lesser God. The Demiurge, right? Yeah. And then the Supreme God plants a luminous seed of light called the um, Epinoia in each human being, that if that seed of light gets awakened, then you surpass the lowercase gods who are more concerned with physical pleasure realms. And then you enter the, the blissful, illuminated light body realms of the enlightened beings and and that's where the real heavens reside and it makes sense right if but you also have to understand that the bible is correct because the supreme god did make the first humans but warned those humans in in the symbolism of adam and eve which is a myth that if you take in this knowledge of good and evil which is humans judging what is good and evil which is a horrible mistake because as soon as you take in good and evil and you think you're right and the other person's wrong, you're going to start having arguments with each other because, because you're not going to agree. You're going to disagree on everything. And the knowledge of good and evil pr proves to be poison in the hands of man because, because humans don't know how to judge good and evil. That's why Jesus says never judge. You're not capable of judging. You can't do it because you get trapped into thinking you're right and then the other person's wrong and then you'll hit each other over the head and have wars and so when when the knowledge of good and evil was taken in which the supreme god warned us against we fell and we became a lower life form therefore a creation of a lower god if you will a god who is trapped in warfare because good and evil is warfare and when, when, when Jesus speaks in, in, in Matthew 6.22, if your eye becomes single, which means no longer in good and evil, no longer in judgment, which is why Jesus said to never judge, 
then notice that Jesus never judged a single religion. Uh, believe me, Buddhism was 600 years before Christ. Hinduism goes back thousands of years. And, and the spice trade routes that went all the way through the Holy Land, all those people came in and out of the city of Jerusalem all the time. He never judged anybody's religion. Never, ever said, oh, my God, the Buddhists are going to hell. The Greeks, oh, they're all going to hell. He never said anything like that. One but thing, they, the only thing he, I thought that he said was really interesting that I picked up from your teachings was he told them that he was that they were worshiping the demiurge, right? And this is in the Gnostic teachings. He, he says, well, he doesn't say that. It, 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 I'm saying that in my way. He says to his fellow Hebrews, like he says, you're you're worshiping the wrong god or something like that. Is is that is that correct? Well, right? see, there's there's several examples of that in the prophets, like Elijah you know, does this famous duel where, where many of the Jews were worshiping the wrong God. And the same thing happens in, in um, um, I'm trying to remember which, which book it is in the, in the Christian Bible, where Jesus is warning all these Jews, you're worshiping the wrong God. And so he's basically telling them you're, you're being deluded because he's, he's really the, 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 the lowercase God. He's the one who, who is responsible and has governance over these lower duality bodies, these bodies that die, that have old age. And I mean, my God, we don't live that long here. It's not very long. These are not perfectly made bodies because again, they get sick so easily. They get diseased so easily. So when, when you understand the Gnostic, the Gnostic is to get the chrism and the chrism is the interior illumination that, so the baptism is an initiation, and then you have to attain the chrism. Um, so that's the work of the Gnostics. I got to get going because I just heard my my daughters in the house. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so well. Thank you so much for all your time. Thank you for explaining that. And maybe yeah. we'll do a part two sometime. And uh, if, if your website, if you want to just tell everybody your website real quick, they, they can. It's find my you. name, uh, <clears throat> David Sarita, S E R E D A dot C O, like Colorado or company. Okay. Well, thank you again, David. Have a good night. Okay. Have a great night. Take care.